I, I, yeah, I recognise you, yeah, probably. <laughs> We're talking about our impact on the environment and how we can all try to become a little more sustainable in our salon practices. After all, there is no planet B. Our first guest this week is Anna McCormack from Kevin Murphy Brand. Anna is a platinum key educator and colour me expert. And I know from working alongside her at various things in the past few years, but also looking at her Instagram account and hearing about her, that Anna is hugely passionate and dynamic about working to support the environment and whether it's in personal practices like being a vegan, in business practices and in your choices. So looking forward to hearing about that. Thanks for having me, Nikki. What a wonderful introduction. (laughs) (laughs) And joining Anna, we have Joanne Gilder. Joanne is a gold key educator for Kevin Murphy also and owns her own salon, Gilded Hair in Wokingham in Berkshire where she has laid out her own environmental promise to all her clients, which is a very inspirational reading indeed. Welcome, Jo. Thank you, welcome. Lovely to have you round the table with us today. So, regular listeners will spot that Lily's voice is a little different than usual, so <laughs> we just flag up at the beginning. Apologies all. Poor girl is suffering from a massive cold, so any sneezes, please overlook. Jo, how long have you been working with the Kevin Murphy brand as a so a hairdresser? You're a hairdresser as well as a salon owner. You actually do the hair. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I've got yeah. my own salon. I work on the shop floor most of the day. I'm a part time educator, so freelance educator for Kevin Murphy. And I got involved when I introduced them into my salon, um, and I've been working with them all time for about two and a half years now. Um, it's a thoroughly wonderful journey, and uh, yeah, definitely hits all my value points. That's yeah. for sure. So Kevin Murphy is an Australian brand and it's actually a man. Kevin Murphy it exists. Is. He's a human, yes. yeah. <laughs> he's a real life person. He is, and he's charming, I can vouch for that. Um, and I think he's at the Tribute Show this year he in is. October, Lily. Is that right? Sick of October. The Salon International Weekend. He's on stage at the Aldrich Theatre in London's West End. And I think it's it's interesting, isn't it? So a brand which has a a person literally is named after a person who is still on board and really involved. I think you can always, it has that slightly more intimate kind of family feel about it inevitably and then Kevin himself is particularly family oriented in that way isn't it? Absolutely, I think the the brand screams all of Kevin's values um, and and really it's a very self-indulgent brand to be part of as a stylist because you've got a stylist leading, giving you everything you need. Yeah, it's brilliant and I know he as a as his part of his sort of journey is very much he works with the indigenous populations in Australia. Yeah. And he supports. Does we have um, the Cultures Light yeah. project? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So it's very much about sort of um, social inclusion, I think. Absolutely. And then the environment sustainability is really important. And we saw at Colour World this year a massive piece of art or. or protecting the coral reefs and talking about ocean waste plastic. Absolutely, yeah. so uh, a huge move for the brand this year has been, um, we are actually the first brand in the home beauty industry to pledge to go completely ocean waste plastic with all of our packaging, which is a, it's a really exciting move. Um, so, so that literally means taking o- 
stuff out of the ocean and recycling it, it into packaging weigh. rather Maybe than creating. Yeah. 65 million tonnes is there? Or so it's huge, huge well, amounts. We're, we're estimating per year it's going to be 360 million tonnes that we take well, out of the oceans and, and create a circular supply chain and we'll be making our packaging from that. And wow. that packaging is then itself recyclable? It is, absolutely. So that can keep going around. Yeah. Wow, interesting. So what we're hoping is to, to start an industry conversation on that and you know, lead the way. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really important. I mean, there has been, luckily, um, for sad reasons, but luckily, the conversation about sustainability and plastics in particular, but yeah. actually all environmental mm -hmm. issues, has really taken off in the last... I don't know, 18 months, two years. And it's brilliant, isn't it, how, you know, here in the UK, suddenly straws and plastic bags mm. in a really short space of time have, yeah. we've changed the law and we've changed people's thinking. But that's just the beginning. It is just the beginning, I think, and together we can do that. I mean, there's trillions of pieces of plastic on this planet. Every piece of plastic ever made is still here. So the more we can do to, to turn around what is here and do something else with it, it's really important. And obviously to stop adding to uh, what already exists. Yeah, huge. Uh, stopping adding to it is the absolute must. You know, I don't mm. think you can, um, you know, make enough changes to be able to stop adding it into it. We, you know, the damage is already done. We need to be able to pull some back, but by not adding into that pool is absolute key. Yeah, 100%. that's really helping. And I think it's something, you know, as hair, as the hairdressing industry, um, it's, it's important, but then also because your clients are talking about it as well and looking for things. It's a huge so subject and a huge passion for so many people across the world for many, many different reasons, not just the plastic. I think it's the first dip in the ocean, really. Yeah. Yeah, and not wasting things and being aware mm. of where and Going back to what we once already believed in, you know, back in the 1950s, we was all really mindful. You know, no one had a plastic sandwich bag, they had a Tupperware pot. And they did, you know, they we do cared and for everything we had, we looked yeah. after it. We didn't just, we've become a frivolous society yeah. in so many ways, we're a throwaway society, yeah. where, you know, actually going back to taking care of what you spend your hard earned money on. It's going back to what we already believed in anyway. Yeah, and uh, interestingly, last weekend, um, it came up in conversation with somebody I know that in Africa, Rwanda has banned plastic bags. Yeah, and we should all do I it. was saying to, gosh, that's yeah. quite a thing. Mm -hmm. And it seems a bit unfair that here we are enjoying having plastic and then we're denying, you know, with mm -hmm. other people. But she was saying, actually, because they haven't had them as much for so long, it won't be such a mindset yeah. shift. You know, we've got to really echo that and mm. also say, right, we need to take a stop. Yeah, and there is, yeah. It is, you know, plastic in some ways have revolutionised this world. We can't take that away from it, but it has also caused massive devastation at exactly the same time. Yeah. And it's that part that needs to be fixed. I mean, with bags, it's very easy to do that. You know, the government yeah, decides we, we take them <laughs> and, and you just have to have a solution. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And I think, so where do we start then? It's understanding what the... So it's understanding labelling and different kinds of packaging and what's recyclable because actually some stuff just isn't recyclable. It's not even just a question of putting it in the recycling, is yeah, it? Yeah, and a lot of plastics can only be part of it can be recycled and not all of it. Understanding the full labelling system is, yeah, is it's a bit of a mind blow. It's mind failed. Hundred percent. But you would, you know, once you do, and it can be simplified. Um, but it is understanding, trying to resource or trying to understand the bottles that you buy, if they can be 100% recyclable, yeah. as opposed to just ones that are like, 
you know, number five or number four. So really yes, so there's, 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 cost- they have numbers. So there's the little roundy arrow that sometimes yeah. has a line through it, meaning no, it's not. So things like the packaging your lettuce comes in is often mm-hmm. that sort of plastic. Yeah. And then there's the numbering system, which means different things. All sorts of different things. Yeah. I mean, certain yeah. plastics, so many different forms will all be part of that, and only some of it. Can be used, so then, yeah. and you know, the cost effect of actually breaking all that down to take that tiny little bit out actually doesn't. It's not what yeah. it's open. It so Lily, we need hundred percent. So in our show notes, let's yeah. put some it's guidelines on. Yeah, yeah, where people can easily look up. You can I've print that. that info. Oh yeah, oh, great. Do right, share. well, Joe will share with us. Yeah, so it, we'll do. put it in the notes. So when if you're listening to this podcast, you can scroll down and find mm-hmm. the notes. And maybe print that out and stick it up in the staff room wall. Yeah, it's really maybe. important to let any everyone about even. Even when people come in with sandwiches or, you know, drink bottles and stuff, like, to have that recycling system within your salon and making use of that. So to have that information up yeah. in the staff room wall is really important. important. Mm. But also going back to source and making those choices on purchase or on making yeah. that sandwich, yeah. you know, you can, you can go to your local zero-waste shop and you can buy a, a sandwich wrapper that is made from fabric or, um, you know, you can take your own pots and, and pick up your shopping in those pots. Yeah. I mean, my mum, for example, goes to the salad bar with her own tubs and, yeah. and she yeah. fills them herself. You know, it's fantastic. We do, um, and it was kind of like a bit nerve-wracking the first time because you think, oh, God, but once you do it you know things like um you know from the deli counter yeah. we do now and i insist that my partner goes down with the mm. with the tupperware even your produce i mean you can go with those cotton drawstring bags and they have the weight of the bag on them so you're not yeah. charged for the extra weight and most you fill supermarkets and stuff have that now don't they yeah, yeah. and actually mm. but even like when you go to buy something in a supermarket um to stick the label on. A lot of people think you have to put it in the bag to stick the label on with the mm. weight. And I'm like, no, just stick it straight yeah. on. You know, if it's a pepper, it's fine. Just stick the label on the pepper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so My mum's actually at the extreme now where she unwraps what she's buying in the shop and she'll leave the tub. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 Like a protest, isn't it? Absolutely. I'm working yeah. up to that. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure we've discussed this before that you want to almost buy I do want to your do. four apples in the tray they come in with the plastic wrapper and then just with all of the junk. Well, we do. We have... Um, veggie boxes delivered here now which mm. I'm very proud of but inevitably you do need to go and buy backup and things and do you know what in this area we're recording this in West London you could not walk to a, a proper green grocer from here there, there just aren't any it's supermarkets mm. and if the supermarkets aren't giving you the option to buy without packaging then yeah. it is quite hard for people I do get that sometimes especially if you live in the city and stuff it is a little bit harder like where I am out in the sticks you know fruit and veg shops and old fashioned butchers and stuff still wrapping it up in yeah. proper greaseproof paper Absolutely. and stuff, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's quite often and easy to find. Yeah. But you do, especially around here, it's, it's a bit harder. Yeah. Plastic bottles then is another one. So again, don't want to see any plastic bottles in the salon fridges, whether it's mm. water you're giving clients. You yeah, no, to, not at you know. all. Get, get your filters back out. That's yeah. exactly what they're for. Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, we're one of the only countries in the world that our water is drinkable. Yeah. Absolutely. It comes from a tap. It's so true. Like we shouldn't actually know. We're we're really lucky and really privileged. So to be able to use that, why aren't we just resourcing what we already pay our water bill for? Take your refillable bottle. I mean, travelling here today, coming through the train station, there's a a floor to ceiling new sign which is encouraging people to use their refill stations. So they are making this filtered water. It's hugely available, isn't it? Well, Glastonbury the other day was the whole, Mm. you know, the water fountains, public events you go to. It's that is. You know, when we want to, we can make change quite fast because literally that's from one summer to the next. Suddenly, this summer, it's like take your bottles and you'll find water. Yeah. You can you can take your empty bottles through at the airport and refill mm-hmm. them at the other side, and mm-hmm. that's 
that's if we can make that change that quickly, yeah. we should be demanding more change more we quickly. We do it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I've, I know that there are schemes in some towns where, um, and salons again can take part, you can put a notice in your window inviting people to come in and refill their water bottle, whether yeah. they're a client or not. Mm. What a great way to get new people in well, the salon. Well, invite more yeah. football into the salon. Absolutely. Yeah. Be the friendly salon. And while yeah, we're, we're, the, we're the water refill station at ours. And again, the cafe is too, but sometimes it's so busy and so hot. And... You know, just having it out there, we just put jugs and stuff outside yeah. the front of the shop and just help you know, yourself. Lots of shops yeah. have done oh, it so for nice. years with dog bells. You know, what's yeah. the difference yeah, to no, no, so true. Yeah, no, so true. Yeah. You can pick up those glass water urns with a funny little tap so yeah. cheaply that you can just fill those up and leave them out and just, you know, top them up with ice from time to time. So things like that, I think it's really it's important. kindness. Yeah. So what are totally. other big things? So um, foils in the salon. Mm-hmm. Foil in here. The great foil, foil debate. debate. Yeah, the big, big foil <laughs> debate. And alternatives to foil. I don't know, you know, are there good alternatives? Um, well, there, there, there are lots of alternatives there. Um, and, I mean, I think Jo has some really valid points on, on the way she decides to use. Yeah, aluminium is 95% recyclable. It's our cheapest form of recycling in, in the world. I don't understand why we would use anything else. Okay. Um, anything else can have microplastics adhered to them to be able to be ripped off, you know, or to be able to be washed away, which then makes whatever substance underneath, um, you know, it, it doesn't then work. But those microplastics then go back out into the waterways. Right. The microplastics and stuff out in our oceans and stuff are causing just as much devastation as the plastic um, that we've just spent the last, you know, five minutes talking about. Um, Plastic forms of, you know, again, no, no, because they can't be recycled recycled in any way. Mm. I don't see why you'd switch from foil, ever. Okay. Because it is the cheapest, most cost-effective way. Just rinse it off. If I was going to say, off. so do you need to rinse it? Yes. Yeah, so we do, we've taken charge of all of our own recycling and gilded hair because even the local councils and stuff, don't they don't help you out that much at all. Mm -hmm. So as we rinse off each individual one, we rinse it off. And then we just put it into a recycling aluminium bin and we take it to our local plant and they recycle it. Wow. And I, have, I think I've seen, actually, you can just Google in your local area. That's what the internet's for, isn't it? Yeah. Because I think that some people do do collection schemes. I have seen yeah. hairdressers who are in their own area trying to do collection schemes to encourage mm. other salons to recycle. Yeah. So you just never know. You might find something. Or start one yourself. Or well, like Joe said, it is very easily done, and the more we can do to help out our, our other local businesses, you know, we, yeah. we will pull together and make change. And I think that people are interested. So you know, um, people are doing collecting plastic from towpaths and waterways and beach areas. I know you live in a coastal mm -hmm. area, Joe, um, Anna. But even but if you don't, maybe collecting foils from local businesses and other local salons could be something that people in the team could do to sort of show yeah. that they are helping. If you haven't got a river to clear up, yeah. why not clear up, you know, the streets and the businesses? So maybe that's something Fantastic that, that would get yeah, people interested in the Because yeah. I think sometimes, you know, it's quite hard for people to know how to help. If yeah, you have to educate them. Yeah, somebody has to teach you somewhere along the line. And, it was, yeah. and the biggest debate, I think, or the biggest struggle I've had is like how to recycle and where to recycle and at different points because not all areas will take everything. No, you have to understand you your know, own You really council. do have to, yeah, your own council or if not one that's just next door that you can use and again then you can team up with another business and work together. You can yeah. take some of their stuff, 
they could take some of yours and it is just about working yeah. together and get, finding it out because yeah. not every area will help you out in the same way unfortunately I'm and what about sure change is going to happen but. what about I just want to make sure Please, this is not what I believe, but I'm repeating what people sometimes say, so I'm playing devil's advocate. What about the people who say, oh, what's the point? You know, the council just ships it out and puts it on a boat and sails it around the oceans. It doesn't actually get recycled, so that's why I don't bother doing it. Mm. Well, you either do your bit, I think, and, you know, try or don't. Yeah, take the easy option if you want. I think it, we have. I mean, I think I think there's a lot more done than what's given credit. And I think for. Yeah. absolutely, and, and the world changing. is changing, and yes. the world is changing. I think historically, everyone's yeah. And you just need did. to work with stuff that is biodegradable and stuff that can, you know, by the time it even gets to landfill, has you know disappeared. Yeah, you know, and you know, there's some stuff that will always be, you know, will have to go somewhere because you know, regardless of what it is, but. Yeah, don't so be lazy. I think Joe's right. Making those choices where you can on the materials that you choose to have in the first place, yeah. but yeah. where those items do need to be recycled, make it your business to know what your local council is doing because unless we know what they're doing and we challenge them on it, they will never ever change oh, yeah. what they're choosing to do mm. with our yeah. fish. You just need yeah. to find the big wig in the environmental section. Yeah, <laughs> you'll make waves. <laughs> I think it's important and I mean you know it makes, it makes business sense as well quite honestly doesn't it because clients are demanding mm. to know more increasingly they're asking mm. to know and making choices based on things like ethical and you know uh, what you believe in as much as a product performance it's yeah, not just what you put in and on your body it's where it comes from and where it's going afterwards yeah yeah. yeah, it's about the whole the whole story, the whole round story that's going on. It's yeah. not just the bit in the middle. Mm. Just as we are hopefully asking more questions about where our clothes come from, yeah. it's also asking. So Anna, with your brand head on, yes, what um, wouldn't it be great if everyone in the world was a Kevin Murphy salon? I'm oh sure, yes, but, uh, <laughs> even that that might not be going to happen. What sort of questions would you encourage hairdressers to be asking of their brands, or if you're thinking of changing brands, what sort of things? can you ask to try and understand how thoughtful a brand is? What's well, some key things to think about is sustainability. So sustainability of you know, the ingredients a brand uses, where they make their packaging, where the packaging goes, how they harvest, if they are using natural ingredients, if they supply you with tools, where their tools come from, uh, you know, are the, the tools made from something that's sustainable and if it's not particularly sustainable, if it's a man-made plastic, how durable is it? You know, how long are you going to be able to use that for? Because um, as Joe said, you know, plastics in some ways have become integral to things that we do. So we want the right plastics if we are using them. Um, also, I think looking at how, how do they ship? You know, do they have um, packaging that packs down really tightly? What's the shape of the, the bottles doing? Um, and also how they pack, you know, what is their packaging, are they using plastics? Um, I mean, you know, at, at Kevin Murphy we ship only using cardboard and paper and the shape of the bottles mean that we can pack much tighter, which means, you know, less trucks out on the yeah, road the, you, to the consumer. Yes, for anybody not familiar, it's the square, you've got quite square or quite yeah. angular packaging, haven't you? Yeah. And they don't come in boxes as well? They're, you know, do they have cardboard sleeves? No. Or they no. don't, no. No, so uh, everything is... It, there's just some brown paper in there and there's a box on the outside and everything packs really, really tightly. Um, and it's very effective, it's the way yeah. we ship. Yeah. Mm. And what about the colour? How does that come? Is that in 
So uh, collar we have um, in recyclable tubes and in recyclable outer boxing as well. So everything there we can we can reuse. It's a much softer tube that we use. Um, so you know everything's very easy to to move on. Yeah, yeah, and you can just open them up and clean them out quite easy. And again, they go into the recycling exactly oh, the same mm-hmm. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's not just about it's about what goes into a tube and how yeah. that as well because they've got the full cycle going around, haven't they? Absolutely. And when it comes to using the colour in the salon, we do actually have some bowl liners now which are fully biodegradable. So they're made from sugar cane, and they sit just perfectly inside your your, your outer bowl or your outer shell. And what that means is that once you've used your colour, there's no need to take them over to the basin and use um, excess water and energy. Rinsing those bowls, you know, that empty liner can just go into your general waste and within 30 days, it's completely biodegradable. So wow. good. Um, 30 days. So by the time it even gets out to landfill, it's gone. gone. It's yeah. gone. Absolutely yeah. gone. So you've literally just halved it down. Yeah. They are absolutely perfect. That's yeah. amazing. How long have they existed? How, when do they come into? We've ha- we've had those about eighteen months. Eighteen months. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, so fantastic. So, what about um, then, as a salon owner, the choices that you can make, Joe? So, yeah, what about gadgets and things in the salon and the wider issue of your so, heating? So, yeah, using biodegradable towels are phenomenally probably the first biggest step I made. Um, shortly followed by the. Um, by the bowl liners Um, but then with gadgets and stuff there's such an amazing thing called an eco head um, which we've used um, in the salon so it reduces using 60 up to 65% in water but also it cleans the water it kind of cleanses the water through so then you're washing off colour as much as you can in the nicest possible way but the best thing I've invested in is something called a Gleco trap Gleco a Gleco trap G-L-E-C-O and it sits underneath from the U-bend that would go underneath and then what it does is because colour has got a heavier sediment than water it sinks to the bottom so the way it's shaped will let that sink to the bottom so then you only put out pretty much clear water so then you can take that out and then that goes into landfill so we're stopping all the colour that you rinse off of hair out into the waterways because wow. obviously that is a huge sediment and obviously you know, product that goes out. That's amazing. Is that created for the hairdressing industry or is that something no, that's No, it's created for from? every industry. Acrylic paints, it's created for any any kind of plumbing, any way, shape or form. They come in different big sizes all the way across and it just stops. You can even have them under your U-bend and your sink in the kitchen. Really? And can you fit them yourself or is it an expensive thing? Um, I had a plumber do it, mainly for um, because it's a salon, but the one at home my husband fitted. Oh, right. Wow, so they're not too expensive. No, they're about two hundred and fifty pounds for a small one. Right, but well worth the investment. Yeah, yeah, well worth the investment. So you know, like if you've got, you know, bits that you know, kids you're playing around with acrylic paint, yes, you're doing yeah, bits and pieces like you do. Yeah, yeah, like we've you know, got families and stuff, and all that stuff doesn't have to go back out into the waterways. Oh. I mean, the bigger it is a much much bigger picture. I am um, a friend of mine was in Japan recently and was couldn't wait to come back and tell me all about the um, the toilets in Japan where the basin, so you use the loo, the turn around, the basin is above the cistern, so you wash your hands, and then what you've washed, you, the water from washing your hands is what then flushes the loo. Yeah. That's a brilliant idea. Isn't that great? That is a very good so idea. So that instantly... There's a whole new level for kids. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if we just go back to colour, actually, the factory in which we make our colour, the water that factory uses, they take it for the river that runs alongside. Um, and at, once they've used the water that they need, they then use the, the excess water to clean all of the machinery in the factory, um, which they then 
um, they then clean the water before it goes back into the river. It actually goes back into the river cleaner than they took it out in the first oh, place. Oh, that's amazing, because that is something, I know the clothing industry has mm, been slammed absolutely, for yeah. that, um, some of the dyes and things that you use. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and I think any kind of dye, you know, across the board, there is some that are better than others, but it is a huge problem adding all that stuff back out into the waterways. Yeah. You know, that adds just as much damage as a plastic bag floating around, if you ask me. Yeah. No, we need to be mindful of it. It's important to, to safeguard the future of the industry because it's there is no you know it's relatively <laughs> dare I say frivolous <laughs> to get your hair coloured yeah, and yeah, changed, isn't it? Yeah, no. But yeah. yeah, so no, it's really important. But I mean, the use of water for a salon it is absolutely vital. Um, and if we look at water consumption, I mean, statistically by twenty twenty five, two thirds of the planet will be water stressed. So it is time yeah. for salon yeah. owners. To look at and the changes so they can make. In our so an introduction yeah, of something thing. like an eco head, for example, when you rinse a colour, it will rinse it three times faster. It takes your consumption from fifty-seven litres down to eleven litres. Um, it will soften. It will dechlorinate. Um, but it's making a, a massive, massive saving with water and also energy. So you'll notice all of you know from a business perspective, all of your costs will start to reduce as well as you know you you really are making change for the environment. Yeah, brilliant. So thing. let's uh, so as a let's have a little think through then. So a, as a salon owner, we can do some of the things that we've talked about. Actually, modifying the salon with the Glecos, the Eco heads. Mm. Most importantly, talk about it as well. Yeah, talk about mm. it, and then I think as a salon team, there are things that you can do instantly, like refilling water bottles, remove the single Re use yeah. where possible, recycle, yeah. reuse, repurpose. Yeah, and talk again, talk to the yeah. clients because then that's yeah. another a conversation to engage in. You mm -hmm. know, most hairdressers will say that they don't want to have another conversation about where you're going for your holiday or whatever. Let's talk no, about yeah, something Let's talk useful. about recycling. Yeah, <laughs> so let's talk about the love of our planet. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can have a conversation yeah. about that. So I think that's really important at any, at any mm. age as well. I think that's it something matter, yeah. that the team can really get involved mm. in. And then I think, as clients... Well, I was going to ask you, Joe, because I, I read on um, Gilded Hair's um, salon website that you guys also get your clients to come back in and get their products refilled through you. Is that a... Yeah, yeah, we do, yeah. So we give a discount. So when you buy the bottles, then you can come back in and we re refill them. Mm -hmm. um, because, again, it's not just about continuously re... You know, it is about recycling what it is we've already sold. Um, so yeah, that is a huge thing. We do that regularly, is, and, is there like and that is something we allow our um, apprentices and stuff to be able to take hold of. So they they've got that responsibility, and that's their little bubble, the oh. refill station stuff. Because I do think it's good at any at any level all the way down, like to get them all have their own little their own little niche to be able to look of after, course. and they really love it. Yeah, but they love to step up and take responsibility, yeah. don't they? Yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. that. Yeah, I think to be part of something. You know, we've got kids. Um, coming through school who've sort of grown up with better practices yeah. as well so hopefully that will help. Oh, I see it in my children 100% I mean they're, they're always uh, boycotting some brand that they found <laughs> has got palm oil in or yeah. I mean it's years since we've had a plastic straw in the house and my daughter Maisie she's 12. Mom I've seen these uh, metal straws can we please go and get one yeah. I'll keep yeah. it in my bag yeah. and you know she takes a, a keep cup out with her you yeah know, they are, they are leading the way. Mine are the same. My kids think it's hilarious because I've been eco-bricking um, recently. Oh, I've <laughs> that. And you said you were there. You'll see them all stacked up. And my teenager now, whenever he sees anybody asking me, he sends me a picture. He says, Mum, I found another one like yeah. you. They think it's hilarious. That's what you... There are more of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a time 
intensive, but it's interesting to do. That's where you have a, I'll put it on the notes for anybody who hasn't heard of it, but it's where you would have a, a plastic water bottle and any other non-recyclable plastics. You can, it's amazing. I can get three buckets of plastic into one because you can press it, press it in, quite surprising, yeah. press it in, and then um, you can. I'll show you, and I'll even post a picture. Oh, on the yeah. <laughs> and then you, you literally can build things out of them. You can build them yourself, but then they also get, can get sort of sent places to be used. As I'm very bricks. interested to see this. Before. I'm going to shoot. I will. It's going to be an artist at some point that's going to start doing sculptures mm-hmm. out of this stuff, yeah, isn't definitely. there? Definitely. Well, there's a place we visited yeah, and they build a huge Christmas tree out of um, plastic bottles. Yeah, really. Betsy Coward. Oh, that's fantastic. so cool. Yeah, you can make tables and chairs and things. So, Joe, um, people go onto your website and find how you've done things. Is this right, Lily? Yeah, the environmental. Got, yeah, there is lots of stuff on our website, which kind of you know, yeah, just really you know how how that. I mean, we can add into it and to say you know links and stuff to things as well, so people can find a little bit more information. But the small steps that we've taken, and they were small steps in the beginning, but. They are making big waves, and yeah, I think it's exciting, and it's got it makes sense on a business level, on a personal level. Mm. You know, if you've got kids, oh my god, you know, the future of our children depends on it. Yeah, definitely. I think we should definitely do that. So, and Anna, from again from the brand point of view, do you think things are improving? Just looking around, I I think it is becoming a conversation. Um, it's very very current. Uh, The awareness for me, it's exciting. Um, you can actually go onto the Kevin Murphy website and you can find our Green Salon project. The Green Salon project will help you with some sort of tips and the direction you can move in as a salon to make those small steps of change that, that Joe's talking about. So things that, that can make the difference in the journey of the salon day as a stylist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, maybe they'll overflow into to outside Absolutely. Yeah. As well. So can I be so bold as to say you don't have to be a Kevin Murphy Salon or person to go and have a look at the oh absolutely no. website no. all inclusive all welcome we'll put the, and maybe we'll even have you know if you've got any questions or any ideas mm. you can certainly email us at oh, yeah. info at ihaa oh, please can you find myself and Joe yeah hundred well. yeah, percent we'll help yeah. out and chat about it as much as okay. we can to well, spread the amazing love. again we'll, we'll put their contacts in there. absolutely in the show notes so I think that's the thing we've got to all be generous about sharing what we do know and sharing the enthusiasm hundred oh, percent it's mm. fantastic that you ladies have joined us today mm. thank you so well, much thank for you having us so I think that um I would say as ever, thank you to everyone for listening and please do subscribe to us online and listen again to this podcast as many times, share it with your team and try and understand how to streamline and simplify some of your business practices. It's certainly been very enlightening and informative. Mm, it has. I'm Lily Cox and together with Nikki Pope we've prepared some show notes for you on this week's topic so that's links to all of the products and um practices that we've mentioned in this podcast so you can find more information there and as ever please do rate review and subscribe to respectfully if you're listening on itunes thank you very much thank you ladies right who wants to come and have a look at my eco bricks we do (laughs) (laughs) take us to the eco bricks